When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did a post on Instagram talking about, you know, I didn't marry for love. I married for money. <laughs> and people got it twisted because what it is is that I think most with most of our generation, it is only love that you're after. <laughs> but if you really I think, think about it, it's a catch-on phrase, yeah. right? Because the idea here is I'm not in this just to have a, a love partner. Right. But I'm Let's in this money, that we yeah. can be able to build a successful life together. Rex. And what I'm saying is, is that I have made a lot more money being married more than likely than mm. I would have made being a single man. Yeah. Because she forced me to step into my rightful place as a leader Good. and as an authoritative figure to think bigger, to dream bigger, to go beyond taking care of me and asking myself, how do I take care of a woman and multiple kids to where we are not having to worry, we're not having to strive, we're not having to wrestle or figure out where the bill's going to come from, how the bill's going to pay. We got more than enough because I'm, I'm preaching, man. Dang. But yeah. what I'm, what, for me, when I look at the Genesis, when I look at the book, I mean, book of Exodus and I see the children of Israel and God saying that there's a land flowing with milk, milk and, and honey, honey. That key word flowing means that there is more than enough. Every second that escapes without you here with me keeps my heart anticipating till I finally see when I made my vows, I told God that I was going to take care of this gift. life I've been waiting for you. Girl, you know I've been praying for you. Been writing these love letters to you. So I fight for that future in the present. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Latarius R. Whitfield. Listen, are you still shacking up with us? <laughs> If you're still shacking up with us, can we get a commitment? Come on, this is season eight. Hit that subscription button and subscribe. We're on our way to hitting a half a million subscribers. Can you believe that? In four years, we're at 400. At the time of recording this, we're at 481,000. So let's go ahead and hit 500,000 by the four-year anniversary on April the 15th. We can do it. Let's make it happen. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and make it happen by March, my birthday, March 29th. Listen, man. 
Today's guests, man, are people that I am extremely fond of. I've been watching them uh, navigate spaces of marriage and business together, and I just admire them. When I look at what I desire for my marriage, wow. I always say that I desire uh, to link with my purpose partner. And this couple is the epitome of serving purpose together. Y'all know them. Y'all seen them. If y'all have done the pray for your future spouse challenges, <laughs> which I did in 2019, I mean, y'all have seen them and um, makes my heart smile. Welcome Aww. to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homies, Jamal and Natasha Miller. Hello, Thanks, bro. Dear. How y'all doing, man? man. Y'all on the yellow couch. We made made it to the yellow man. Man, listen, 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 man. When I joined TOU in 2019, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was... I I pull up your photo because when I told the team they were going to be on... They didn't believe me. I said, y'all, he was in T.O. You know he wasn't. I said, hold on. I'm going to go in the group. And I pulled the photo. Show them receipts. <laughs> Show them the receipts. Man, I was sitting there. I was I was dealing with heartbreak during that time and um, healing from heartbreak. And yeah. I said, um, I got to do something different. I said, whatever I'm doing ain't working. And so I... Um, Somebody sent me a link and and I kept seeing it popping up on Facebook. I I joined the Pray for Your Future Spouse Challenge. I've joined. I said, like, "What is this?" Oh, you know, I believe in praying for my future spouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, I had written in 2017 my first dear future wife letter. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, "This is in perfect alignment, God. Mm-hmm. I think you're speaking to me." So then I went and I looked at it, and then I was like, oh, "Okay." I said, so I started waking up every morning watching what y'all were doing on uh, Facebook Live. And then that last day, I ended up waking up. It was like five in the morning or something. I think it was a recap video or something. I don't know what it was, but it was a five-hour Facebook Live. Mm. And I sat there and I said. I think that's when we did like Purpose Saved My Life or something. It was the pray for you. Whatever it was. Well, no, it was like an extra broadcast beyond the, yeah. And it had all the people that have joined it before coming in and giving testimonials. (laughs) And I said. I don't have time to watch this five-hour video. So, God, I need, I'm going to fast-forward it to whatever spot. Wow. And whatever spot it is, I want you to speak to me. Mm. I fast-forwarded it. And there's this guy sharing, because uh, I want to hear men talk about yeah. it. And it was this guy sharing about um, how he was pretty much in these streets doing mm. what he was doing. And then he decided to take a vow of abstinence. And, um, mm. and it wasn't no, like, you know, it was a masculine man sharing yeah. the story so I could resonate with him. And he started his dude out of New York. And um, he was sharing his story and how um, God, that he wanted to do relationships right. Yeah. And I watched that and I listened. And then this lady came on next and she was sharing what, you know, her journey and all this. I said, cool. And I signed up and joined. Mm. And when I tell you just an amazing thing, but what I gleaned most from it outside of the course itself was y'all. Like, I just, I love to see couples do life together. And then around that time, shortly after that, I think the next year, y'all popped up and was it in Essence or something? Where they would. Yeah, it was something. Mm -hmm. It popped up and I was like, oh, look at them. You know, they're doing the (laughs) doggone thing, successful in doing the stuff. But what Mm -hmm. I loved is where they talked about your humble beginnings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you look back over what God has done in y'all life, over the years, what do you think? What comes to mind, Jamal? Man, when I look back, what God has done for me, what comes to mind mm-hmm. is truly the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Because it's like on one side, I'm absolutely 100% living somebody else's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. this is form of like, is this, I wake up every day, is this truly my life? Mm-hmm. And seeing the promises of God fulfilled decades sooner than you expected them to be fulfilled. Yeah. Decades sooner. Decades. Because most of the time we think promises of God are going to come 10, 20, 30, yeah. i.e. 
being a millionaire, I, yeah. having a successful family. I like we have a lot of things, milestones in our lives that we put out, and we say, "Hey, I'm believing for this. I don't know what's gonna happen." Yeah, but God, I'm 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 a believe. Yeah, and you don't expect for it to happen right. faster than you expect, mm-hmm. and that's what I can say, man. God has moved faster than what yeah. I expected, and He has blown my way, blown my blown my mind. But on the other side, I also I'm not shocked. Because we're dealing with a God who literally does miracles. Yes. And I would say that what we've been able to do has been an absolute miracle. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, a lot of people think that when you are successful or you make money, that you no longer rely on God. For Mm -hmm. me, because it took God to become successful. Oh, I need God to stay successful because I could not have done this on my own. Yeah. Natasha, how do you define success? (sighs) Success is when your soul is healthy. That's good. And when your expectations for others and your expectations um, of yourself are in alignment with God's expectations, uh, because being able to achieve success and to be able to be in rooms with very influential people and go on the vacations and experience all of the attention and the celebration, right? I have found myself you know, feeling lonely at night sometimes and feeling empty if my marriage is not healthy, if my kids are not happy, if I'm not happy, if I'm depressed, if I'm overwhelmed, if I don't want to get up in the morning, if, you know, so really success is really how healthy your soul is, how healthy your relationships are and how you and God are doing too. Because God is like, okay, I'm going to bless you with all of this because I love you. And even as he was talking about, what do you think about when it comes to our, you know, our journey and our story? And what came to mind uh, for me was uh, God's favor and his consistency. That's good, babe. Right. His consistency in our lives and his favor, because we didn't ask for this. Mm -mm. We leaned into it, yeah. right? Yeah. We we kept leaning into it, even when it felt uncomfortable, even when we didn't understand, you know, what was happening when uh, business got hard, when uh, friendships failed, when hopes and dreams died, and we had to rebuild again. It was the favor of God. It was the hand of God continuing to push us into what he has for us. So I would definitely say that success really has to do with how your soul is how the relationships that are most important to you are doing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, yeah. I, and just add on just in terms of the success equaling your healthy soul, mm-hmm. because I think for our generation, success has become more about status. Yes. And Material. we fell into yeah. that. Yeah. Right. When we first started, it was not mm-hmm. about status. It was yeah. more about just being pleasing unto the Lord. Well, right. well, explain what status looks like when you say mm-hmm. status. To me, status is, is notoriety. Yeah. It's fame. It's being, respected and seen in the right rooms and the right with the right groups. Mm -hmm. It's the status of, you know, who you're hanging with. It's the status of your bank account. It's the status of these extra, these, you know, external things Mm -hmm. that make you look the part. Like at the end of the day, when we think success, we think outward Mm -hmm. manifestations. And at the end of the day, yes, I do believe that the Bible does say that you will know them by their fruit. And I I do understand that the fruit is an external thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry. The fruit is not cars, money, houses, to me, there's fruit that you will never see. Teach. Yeah. 
that is more internal. And it's that integrity. It's yes. the decision making. It's how you treat those that are yes. closest to you. Yes. It's how you treat those that don't matter, that quote unquote can't do nothing for you. Like mm -hmm. that's the fruit of a true successful soul. Yes. And sometimes those things are not praised in our generation. Yeah. We do look at the external things mm -hmm. and those are, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, it is motivating. God yeah. knows it's motivating, right. which is why he allowed money to be created. <laughs> because money actually motivates us to go change people's lives. Yes. I'm sorry, there's no way for you to make money without putting somebody in the middle of that to be changed, transformed, helped in some way. So God has created it. He's given this ability for us to make money by changing people's lives. Yeah. But if you let that become your motivator, then that's when you get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So when did I you have when it's a whole no no breaks. but no you, you you hold on now you don't you don't went there now um, and I want to know what did that look like at what stage did you have to recalibrate oh, at man. what stage was it when you made your first million and you said hold on now we done made it we done arrived and mm -hmm. we got these people that's reaching out to us to do courses for them and all mm -hmm. that stuff like what mm -hmm. what happened let's get real yeah I mean I would definitely say it the money definitely was a part of it because money come with money comes options. Yes. Most of the time, most people don't have enough money to have enough options to go and explore. Right? Exactly. You're nine to five, got you caught up, you locked in, I got to go to work, I got to do this. Yeah. But let it be where you now got enough <laughs> money to go get some, op to have options, right? Yeah. So I think when we started making, we became successful, yes, and the money started to come in, we had a lot more flexibility, a lot more options. But I truly would say that the money really impacted our identity. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would say was when we kind of lost a little bit of our footing was that we were not prepared mm -hmm. for the impact that the money would bring on our identity mm -hmm. and how people saw us, mm -hmm. how people treated us, how we treated one another. And the place that I would say that truly took the most hit was our marriage. Mm -hmm. So how'd y'all start treating each other? I feel like <laughs> Jamal we, took a deep breath. <laughs> we were treating each other as kind of just like, I think we went from marriage partners it, to business, business partners. Yeah, to business part. Yeah, business partners. Because during that time, we had just had our first uh, child, and then a year later, we had our second child. So right in the in the in the middle of all that happening is when our business really hit hit that um, height, you know, like of success. So you know, even for me personally, it was hard to kind of. Um, even accept that this was now our life, yeah. right? Because when I met him and when we got married, it was very much like we are ministry driven. Our dreams and goals is to is to launch a church. I'm going to be a pastor's wife. We're going to have the cute little family. <laughs> We're going to like impact the world. Like, and then you know, once we started the uh, Married and Young blog, and that started picking up speed, and then we started started serving singles and we did the online conference and people were really just, you know, gathering around us. And, um, I had to come into the acceptance of, okay, no, it's not just ministry. God's calling us to, it's also business. And for him and I, we don't have a background in entrepreneurship. We didn't have any family members that were in that. So it was just this dynamic of being able to accept kind of this new identity because when you are in that yeah. ministry mindset, it's like, okay, I'm a pastor. Here's what a pastor does. But now God was marrying ministry and business. Yep. And he was calling us to pioneer yep. what this would look like. And this was like in early uh, 2013, 2014, when online events were not super popular. We tell people all the time, um, we were doing, we're doing webinars. Zoom, yes. right? Zoom wasn't even a company yet when we were doing right. online stuff. So right. what made y'all do that? Like, where'd y'all get that from? 
he, to be, I mean, to be honest, it really was an act. It was the hand of God. It had to be. You know, we, to be. we got the idea for the blog because, you know, we met on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we met on Facebook. Um, our friends and family had no idea right. how we met. And so <laughs> and we... He, he was so in Chicago. I was in California. Complete strangers. Yeah. So when we met on Facebook, you know, we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And we were... Our friends were like... Who is this guy? Who is, yeah. who is she? Where does she come from? I'm like, babe, instead of us going on a tour yes. to tell the story, let's just put it on YouTube and send them a link. Right. But we had mm-hmm. no idea mm-hmm. that the world would take notice. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of us, I would say, our first like piece of content right. you know, for us as yeah. engaged couples. Mm-hmm. And once the Facebook, once that YouTube video started going out, that when we got married, maybe within a month of getting married, that's when we were like... Hey, we should just, you know, Do create it, yeah. something. And we people were also something. asking, like, in the comments, hey, are you guys still married? What's going on? What are you guys on? doing? And yeah. so, yeah, and that's where it came from. And the idea was let's just create a safe place for, for relationship folks, for mm-hmm. couples, for singles, to be inspired that God is still a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. And within probably about maybe, I would say, a month or two of launching it, we were doing about 30,000, 40,000 visitors a month to the, the blog. Website, yeah. And so a friend of mine came who was a ministry you know, a uh, friend, he was like, man, bro, like, how's the blog going? I'm like, man, it's going well. We got about 40,000 visitors. He's like, 40,000? Mm-hmm. Bro, you could be rich. And I was just like, how do you get rich from blogging? Right. And I had no background in digital marketing, had never done a business class, nothing at all. I say all the time, all I know how to do is preach, pray, and prophesy at that time. <laughs> right? Preach, pray, but and man, prophesy. For me, it was like, hey, let's let's just see what this, 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 this avenue has, this yeah. opportunity has. So I went all in, started studying it, started learning more about it. And like I said, yeah, during that time, no one was doing anything even close to this. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that was the beginning for us. Mm-hmm. What year was that? That was it had to be 2014, 2014. 20, because we got, we got back in 2013. Then, 10 years ago. And then we got the yeah. idea for the blog, like in the fall or winter of 2013. And then yep. we launched the Facebook page and the blog in January of 2014. And then I think on the first day, we got like a thousand likes on Facebook. That was first really day. Back that then. will be. Yeah, first um, day. And so, I mean, it was definitely you know, mm-hmm. timely. So let's rewind. You met her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? What happened? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole story. story. You know, so I mean, um, for me, I was a single youth pastor mm-hmm. in Chicago. And I How remember- How old were you then? I was probably maybe 21, okay. 21, 22. And I remember um, at that time, I was very much like, God, I, I cannot be out here like this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a single- Youth pastor. All right, God, I've done it all. I know how to do. I done <laughs> went to Bible college. I'm a degree. I done kept myself. Yeah. Lord, where my, where's my wife? <laughs> and I remember I done God. Kept myself. That's, when, that's, that's when you grew up in the church. You said, I kept, I kept myself. myself God. Now, what that translates to be is that I have been withholding <laughs> sex. <laughs> God, yeah. I have not having sex. Okay. I kept myself. All right. So, Jamal, you, know, you kept yourself. And, and, then so, what and so, for me, man, in that season, I said to God, I said, God, I'm, where's my wife? Yeah. And God said, Jamal, you're so focused on getting married. You have no idea what it takes to stay married. And I didn't come from a family that demonstrated a healthy sense of marriage. And I said, well, God, teach me how to stay married. Mm-hmm. And man, literally for two years, I went on this journey of going to marriage conferences as a single man. I, was, I had marriage mentors and I would go hang out with them and interview them about their uh, relationship and marriage. I started reading marriage books. And in that time, the Lord began to completely deliver me from the... I would say an unhealthy and religious mindset that I had about marrying the perfect woman. And I'll be honest, I had this idea that my wife would be this way. She would do this, look like this. We would meet like this. And then Hold on, time, tell me that. I want to hear that because we hear a lot of women talk about this ideal husband. I want you to unpack that, Jamal. What yeah. did you have in your mind? For me, I mean, it was not, not only... 
not only was it the ideal woman, but it was also the ideal way that we would meet. Yeah, I would hear it all. Right. What, what, so you think? I think the the idea was that it would be it would be a very extravagant and public confirmation <laughs> that this is your wife. Like I'm thinking, like whoever my wife is, we gonna meet in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna run into her. She gonna be getting spaghetti noodles. I'm gonna be getting the spaghetti sauce. She gonna be leaning down to get, and I'm, our heads gonna bump. And when our heads bump, we gonna you know look up, and then the arch angles gonna come out from the sky. We gonna hear the trumpets playing. For this day, I have declared that you two will be like I was expecting an extravagant confirmation because I didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, I'll be right. honest with you. But that's good. God, though. I don't trust me yep. to choose, mm-hmm. and that what is a bad philosophy. Why? Because we literally have been created as human beings. We are not human robots. Mm-hmm. So everything we do in our life is based upon our ability to make wise decisions. So if you can't trust yourself to make a wise decision about who you marry, you should be a trust yourself to make wise decisions about anything that you do in life. <laughs> but true. we do. Every single day, we are making decisions. Why do you think God has to come in and bombard? Because now it's going to be, if God has to choose your spouse, now the moment something goes wrong, you're going to be like, time out, God. And you want to blame it on him versus taking responsibility for yourself. There it is. And so I do believe that we have the choice. And I'm not saying choose alone. We choose with. Yes. We choose with God Mm -hmm. and we choose with his leadership. And that's why the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so for me, man, God had to deliver me from that. And did you have any type of specifics and preference that she had to be this tall, this shade of this, this, this shade of skin, this ethnicity that you was it to that level? (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, 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 I was like, because I woke up and chose violence. And what this you has think? come up in our marriage a lot because even for me, like I grew up in California, right? Black girl, California around the beaches. So in my mind, I had, I was going to be with this eclectic worship leader guy with like total natural guy with like locks. And you're like, he's playing guitar and we're just worshiping God together, right? And then I know for him, I, I he's barefoot on the okay. sands. Some kind of hippie stuff, right? But then for him, he so for me, up like I definitely past, thought yeah. I would marry a Hispanic, uh, Hispanic that was bilingual. Don't they all? They all. What they all? Oh, here we go. I'm going to get okay. in trouble with this. I'm going to get in trouble. Let me stop. Because I, I saw mean, you it. try to avoid it. Yeah, you saw it. I was like, no, bro. Said, oh, no. We're not going to do this. We're not going to go in. And there's nothing against because yeah. no, 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 of it's all races. You know, I did think that I would have this interracial, international marriage. And that we would travel together. She would translate as I'm that's good. You know, that was kind yeah. of the idea that we would be the purpose partners, that yeah. we would be able to be an example of the nations in our marriage. Uh, that's good. All this stuff. And so there <laughs> and so we both did have yeah. expectations yeah. that were not one another. And, right. And and clearly look at us. We yep. are madly in love, yeah. three beautiful children. God had other plans because when I met her, it wasn't about this sense of infatuation. Mm-hmm. It now was I had learned, Jamal, this mm-hmm. is wisdom. There yeah. it is. This is a woman of God. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, she may not meet every single thing on your list, but let me tell you something. It was, and that's the thing right there. She made the, the she made the yeah. non-negotiables, and that's where we learned that. And we taught that in TOU mm-hmm. was, hey, you got your negotiables. Hey, these are things that I would prefer, one hundred percent. But they are not necessary. There it is. What is necessary? And that's what people need to understand right there. And also knowing that when you get married, it's even for me, I had to come into the understanding of, okay, God, it's not exactly what I want, right? God's going to give us what we want, but some of our wants are not healthy and they're not realistic, (laughs) right? And what I've learned is that God, he knows what we want, but he gives us what we need. Yes. And looking back at our, you know, 
with being married for 10 years and looking how this man has challenged me, how he's helped to refine me, if I would have got what I wanted, I wouldn't be here probably. You know what I'm saying? Like I would literally be probably traveling international, <laughs> living in a truck. You know what I'm saying? But He's right now, yeah. <laughs> but it's like God is faithful, right? Yeah. And, and knowing and that. And I'll tell you, man, like we've had to grow so much yeah. in terms of this is what people don't want to do in marriage. Yep. Right. They don't want to change. That and that's part. real. They, everyone definitely wants love. Yeah. Everyone definitely wants the story. They definitely want the perfect yes. picture, yep. but they don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, there is no way for you to be successful in marriage with the inability to change. Yes. And most people think that the number one cause for divorce is infidelity. Some people think that it's lack of ability mm-hmm. to be on the same page with money or finance. Yep. Some people think that you've married a habitual, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, sinner or something. Yeah. What it actually is, is that the number one cause for divorce is a spouse unwilling to change. That's the yep. truth. A spouse is unwilling to evolve. Facts. Stuck in their ways to where they don't want to do better or be better to better accommodate mm. who they married. Yes. In the, the day, Natasha and Miller is not the same person I married 10 years ago. And he's not the same person. And yeah. I'm not the same person. And so as your person changes, you've got to remarry them. Yes. And I would say for us, that's what we had to do. Whenever we became successful entrepreneurs, we had a very hard moment we hit. We hit rock bottom in our marriage rock bottom and there was a situation that happened that caused a lot of friction and we had to literally go through a process of remarrying one another that's good she had to relearn me i had to relearn her because we weren't the same people that we originally married and at the end of the day to me as long as you have the foundational Mm -hmm. um values i.e you still love jesus are pursuing jesus Mm -hmm. And you are still committed to helping me become the best person I'm called to be. And I'm committed to help you become the best person you're called to be. Mm -hmm. Then we can make it through this thing. Yeah, Yeah, we're different. Yeah, we're not seeing eye to eye on this. (laughs) Yes, this is not what we expected. This is not what we thought. But hey, listen, we are still here to fulfill the purpose of God. Yeah, man. So that 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 is a was a huge part for us in that season was learning how to remember. And and it took, I would say, from that moment of rock bottom, it took a good like four to five years. You know what I'm saying? To kind of reset, right? Because when you are healing from something, right? It's like God's hand is still on your life, but because of his love for us, he does shield and protect us from, um, you know, things that would actually like devour us. Yeah. And with us making the transition here, you know, to Dallas, it'll be almost two years in May that God has really now, you know, since the healing and us being committed to it is now kind of propelling us into what's next. Yeah. And I think too, just even in marriage, especially when you are successful, it's easy to look for the next high. It's easy to look for the next success. And we've had, to, we've had to work through that, right? Because he's very I'm much very, like very high, high, yeah, high. I, I and me, I'm it. like, Babe, I our want na- to our, enjoy Our natures are the absolutely valley. complete opposite yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of I love the fast pace. I love the aggress- aggressive. Next level, next level, next level, level. next level. She's very much she like, more good? of a present, qualitative, let's enjoy the moment, let's be present. And so we are not the same person. And that was hard to come to. Look, in therapy, it was like she had to break that down to us. Like, you guys need to, to sit down together and reset what you both desire your future to look like. And they have to align 
And they may not align in the way that your husband wants it or even how you want it. But you guys have to compromise and figure out how you both can be happy. Ooh, that's good. And that was a hard God, moment uh, of me even realizing, okay, I love the success. I mean, it's great to have a great lifestyle. But even me understand that because I love him, I wanted to make him happy. I wanted, I sometimes, I would hate myself, right? That I didn't go as fast as him. And wondering, God, why would you bring us together if... I don't have that nature that I feel he needs in order to accomplish what he desires to accomplish. And these, and this right here is where I think a lot of couples because mess they don't want to, yeah, because they don't want to quote unquote feel like they should give up something right. or hey, no, time out, I shouldn't give this up or I shouldn't have to give this up. You should compromise or I shouldn't have to compromise. Right. And they don't learn that at the end of the day, this is a covenant. Yes. Right? This, is not, this, is not a, this is yeah. not a contract. This is not a, it, it is good as long as it's good for one yeah. person in the party. That's a contract. Yeah. Yes. A contract is as long as both people are happy, we can keep this thing moving forward. But yeah. what do you do in a season when one person is not happy and one person is? Right. Yeah. What do you do in a season when one person is? Are you going to slow down? Are yeah. you going to learn how to adjust to your spouse so you can say, take your eyes off your prize and put it on the real prize? Right. Yeah. Because to me, I do believe when I get to heaven, I'm going to be judged on how I treated this woman and I'm going to be held accountable to how I treated her. Right. So right. at the end of the day, I had to learn how to slow down. And there's a pace too when when... I, I think this even happened in our marriages when he kept going fast and I wasn't and I wasn't catching up and he wasn't in the mindset of, hey, let me come back to her. There was a level of resentment. That's what I was about that to say a minute there. ago. I was yeah. going to ask him that. I was going to ask him, did he build resentment? Because that's what I saw happen within me when I was mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was just married to the wrong person. Yeah. And I would liken my marriage to the cursed fig tree. I mm -hmm. said, I used to say that all the time. Didn't say that to my ex-wife, but I thought it and I, I verbalized it to myself. I said, this is the cursed fig tree. Yeah. It's not bearing fruit in season. It's not even, I felt like we were, and that's where you hear couples say we grew apart. Mm -hmm. You know, they say we grew apart because someone is going mm -hmm. in this direction. Someone's going the other direction. Yep. Someone could be stagnant. The other person yeah. is growing, you know, either scenario, but you feel me, a dissension. If you're growing apart, that means that you're not living intentionally. Point. You are living based upon your own desires. Facts. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when I got married, I signed an agreement mm -hmm to for better or for worse yes that we would learn how to continue to grow together yeah which means that something else became your god in the marriage mm -hmm. that you were growing closer to that yes versus that's what the bible says that you should not be what unequally yoked. yoked to me unequally yoked is simply a symbolization and an analogy for as long as we are yoked together yeah but you're yoked to what an oxen. You're right. And that oxen is the thing that is leading your marriage. Right. Or leading the plow. Yeah. In our marriage, God is our oxen. Yeah. He is the person that we need to be hooked into in order to lead us to the place that he desires for us. And so if a marriage is growing apart, that means that you more than likely are having an issue of learning how to be in. And this is what we have to learn. Mm -hmm. How do we see one another by the spirit? What mm -hmm. is God doing in you that mm -hmm. I need to support and lean in in order to be sensitive to that process? Because God is doing something individually in you yeah. while he's doing something individually in me. And man, it is absolutely uncomfortable. And it's important, too, is like how he shared that with with the oxen and that representing the Lord is the importance of 
each of us individually, making sure that we're spending time with God and we're praying for one another and that we know, okay, Lord, what season is my wife in right now? I'm feeling like she's behind me. Or if I'm praying, God, I feel like my husband is just not understanding me, God. I'm being able to communicate with him so that he's able to give us the grace to be able to slow down. Yeah. Because really... If we're trying to live intentionally and if we're truly trying to leave an impact, right, and to leave a legacy that's actually going to be able to bear fruit for generations to come, we have to get this, all this foundational stuff solidified because it's like, yo, like I don't, to me in my heart, like we've always said, it's like, we don't want to sacrifice our kids, our life or our marriage on the altar of business or on the altar of ministry. And I'm like, I refuse to go down like that. I refuse to be, we refuse to be a shooting star where people are like, wow, this is amazing. They had a good season. Yeah. And then you just, and then you just die. Whatever happened to them. them. (laughs) Uh -uh, And that uh -uh. stuff happens. Because, and so. Hold on, hold on. I want to rewind back. I want to rewind how y'all got here. So, uh, Let's go back to those DMs. Go back to yes. Facebook. Okay. What happened? Okay. How so, did it trans? You had this ideal woman in your yep. mind. She yep. had her ideal mind. Mm-hmm. How did, you know, yeah, so ideal man in her mind? Literally in that, that season, within that two-year journey, mm-hmm. I was on Facebook one day, just scrolling. Mm-hmm. And at this point, this is when you actually knew everybody on your feed. Yeah. Like it wasn't like strangers. Yeah. And I'm scrolling. I see this beautiful black woman, Natasha Ann Sembrano, and she Sembrano. said, Sembrano, and she, so she might be now, mixed, Louis bro, bring it back, bring it back, I was like, I think I done found the, I done found a black Hispanic girl, she probably got the best of both worlds, Natasha Sembrano, boy, if she speaks Spanish, it's game over, alright, so, so no joke, man, I saw her post, and she was talking about Jesus, right, and I'm like, how do I not know who this girl is? And I'm like, and at this point, I literally said in my head, I said, well, at this point, if the choice is up to me, I ain't got nothing to lose, right? Because I really was more following this God going to do it and yeah. he going to show up. He going to put her in my, in my path. Well, I mean, he did. He just did yeah. it in a way I wasn't expecting. It wasn't at the grocery so store. I, it wasn't getting, the grocery store. Getting, getting spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so I shoot her a DM and I said, hey, uh, I'm not sure how we met or if we've met. But I just want to tell you that I'm so encouraged by the post you just posted, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, very spiritual. I mean, maybe you can, we can give you the screenshot and so you can put, put it up on the audience the, yes. so they yeah, can read it. it. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, man, it was very spiritual <laughs> DM, you know, but I slid right in them DMs and that the, the rest was history. Hold on. So what you what, so when you saw that, what did you think? Well, the, a little precursor, <laughs> you know, because it was in like 2011, 2012. So that's when Facebook was just kind of starting. And like I would get like DMs from guys and it would just be like one sentence DMs like, hey, you look good. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it. So with him, he sent me that message and he said that he had talked to his pastors. No, no, and- that wasn't that message yet. That's the, the first, first one. one. The first- oh, the first one. What did I say? Oh, okay. Because he said, how do we know each other? And I was like, well, I don't know you. So what had happened was I added him actually. And I think it was I like say, 2011. Ladies, I know y'all. And be- I added him in a group. I, I know y'all be out here saying y'all not going to pursue a man. And we just... All right, I know y'all be saying. But when I added him, it was not about. I'm Mary. not gonna pursue him. I'm not gonna it go was after not about him. Mary. But I'm but, telling but, you. But would you say that was pursuit? She befriended me. Is She's, that pursuit? She that's that like time. casual. So I wouldn't call that pursuit. See, I call that dropping the proverbial handkerchief. Yes. 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 I don't think it was pursuit. Yeah. And so I don't believe a woman should pursue a man 
But I also believe that uh, it is okay for women to present, meet, to present, present herself, yes. to say, hey. and say, hey, here, become That's friends, start the relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. walk up to him at the at the church, and be like, hey, I, you know, it's yeah, okay say, to do that. You're and not pursuing at right, that right, point. Right. Yeah, let it. The, any type of uh, romantic. Um, Drive should yes. be initiated, in my opinion, from the man. So, because a man, if he gonna shoot, he gonna shoot. Right. If yeah. he see you, just like you saw her and said, "Hey, yeah," <laughs> but what you, I, you had this whole ideology in your mind about, "Hey, maybe this is this is the one." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what we teach singles is that most men who are good men. Um, are not out here every single day shooting shots. Right. Right. So they have not built up the confidence to just walk up to you with you and three, four friends that's and true. think they're gonna come and just <laughs> a whole no, pack. if a guy no, if a guy does do that, that's a guy that practices doing he that. Does yeah. it all he the is time. a guy that is out here all day, every day, shooting his shot. And this is he probably got three, four girls on the side. He probably got friends that are 100 percent You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But a good guy that's actually just yeah. waiting on the right one probably is not going to be confident enough to walk up to you with two, three friends. You've got to give him some help. You've got to... Just smile in his directions. Something. Like I always say, just drop the proverbial handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Don't be... If he look at you, don't be mean mugging him back. Wow. You know, look at him, smile. Huh? He'd be like, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you can, you, can, you can give him that green light. You yeah. know, John Legend said, just give me the green light. Give you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. Give him the green light. And so, by her friending you and never saying a word to you... Never yeah, said I a never word. Said. And then you said... You added him, and then what happened? So, yeah, so he sent me that message, and then after that, he started, like, liking, like, my Instagram posts. We were we following each other on, like, Twitter. We, we online friends. And then <laughs> after, and then I had seen him. He was, like, uh, barefoot, <laughs> holding a camera. And I was like, oh, my That's God, it. yes. <laughs> so yeah. then I commented on that. She I was did. Like, okay. She did. She did. And so, so yeah. Why were you barefoot holding the camera? What were you doing? He was doing something. Man, so that, I was like, in, that, was in my, that was in my creative days <laughs> when I was thinking I was going to, you know, be out here shooting movies and yes. so I was out here shooting my little mini movies you I was, was barefoot doing, though I was barefoot was. I'll, I'll give you that screenshot on. too I had my, my camera I was out here being a photographer it. flash movie maker I was doing documentaries so I was getting some b-roll I don't know where we was at but I was it getting some like b-roll drive. yeah somewhere but, but you yeah. see how God has jokes you know, that's oh, what man. I'm saying right yeah. he took me right into he, he did have God does have some jokes yeah, he, you know because he did the Soprano thing yeah, right? he did the oh man I had me out here thinking she was half Hispanic and then it did it did the yeah, the creative bare feet. feet thinking I'm out here being Rastafari. You don't even be doing that anyway. <laughs> so, all right. And so, and I'm the least of a creative. I'm a creative. I'm a strategist. He's a strategist. But I'm yeah. not a creative, right? Like it's, when he wears the little beanies and stuff, I love it. She'd be like, why can't you, why can't you wear more Can of you that? I'm like, more, girl. Or like uh, patterns. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I think we get it probably about three to six months later. Oh my God. You know, three to six months or maybe six months. Yeah. I, one day, I was at my pastor's house and his wife comes in and she's like hey i had a dream about your wife Mm -hmm. and i'm like really and she was like yeah um and in the dream it's like you have met her in a very unconventional way no joke Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's crazy and then my pastor's like so are there any women (laughs) like what's going on you ain't talking about nobody i'm like yeah there ain't nobody you know i'm like ain't nobody you know i said i just got you know just got kind of dumped by this you know person i was talking to you know and uh it was a friend thing and had kind of you know hey do you think there's more here she's like i just see you as a friend Mm -hmm. and so that and so as i'm telling this story he's like okay so so there's nobody and then literally i said natasha's face popped in my head i said you know what Mm -hmm. there's this girl in California, we've been talking online, nothing serious, like yeah. just kind of like, you know, cool, casual. You know, I said, man, she's beautiful, you know, love Jesus. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, 
Why haven't you done? I was like, man, she live in California. She could be a mass murderer. Like, what you, you know? And he was like, Jamal, go get the laptop. You know? And so we pull up. <laughs> go get pull, the laptop. Yeah. So he's we pull like, up, see you. We pull up the profile, and he's like, "What is wrong?" Where I said, "Okay, do you really want to know what I think?" He was like, "Yes," and I was like, "Man, I'm scared. She might be taller than me." <laughs> Real talk. That's what I said to him. So he calls. He's like, "Bay, come in here. We found Jamal's wife." <laughs> So she comes in and he's like, but she thinks she's taller. We went through every single one of her profile photos in order to try to gauge how tall she is. And she's like, nah, she's not taller than you. If anything, she's right at your height. I mean, we looked at photos of her with her sisters. I mean, yeah. everything. No idea. And he was like, hey, message her tonight. Yeah. And tell her you want to get to know her. Because, mm -hmm. man, this could be a good thing. Yeah. And so literally, that's the message, you know. Yeah, that he said, I think he sends like two or three in the morning. <laughs> And um, so in that message, she was like, hey, Natasha, I talked to you, you know, like to my pastors and my mentors, and I just love what you're doing. And I'd like to get to know you. That was it. So for me, it was like, oh, OK, good. there's no He's red flags because He's he actually thought about. He thought about he had yes, accountability. Yes, he had accountability, which that, you know, definitely encouraged me to respond. And then from there, we actually got on a phone call. Yeah, phone call. Um, and, and then we started from there, talking every day. I think we did a little bit of Skyping. Yeah. Um, was your first I, question I, asking her, how tall are you? No. <laughs> so that that's part of the story. Our first line. So we talked about maybe two, three months. And then finally, it was like, okay, we need to meet in person. Right. And so um, we scheduled for her to come to Chicago because mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, maybe a bit much for me to go to California, meeting in person, you and your family mm -hmm. all in the same time. So we scheduled for her to come to Cal to come to Chicago, and the night she is due to come to Chicago, literally, bro, mm -hmm. we're on the phone. I'm like, "Hey, are you excited?" She's, like, "I'm so excited," and I'm like, "Hey, so there's something I gotta tell you. This is real talk. This is like the there's, night before our like, bags are packed. There's something I gotta tell you." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Well, you know," I said. So in all some of my previous relationships, you know, I've had a few ladies that had a little hard time with something. She's like, "With what?" I'm like, "Well, you know, it's, it's my height," and she's like. Are you a midget? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. No, like, I was like, no, I'm not a midget. I'm not a midget. I said, you know, I'm about five six, five seven on a good day. And she was like, <laughs> oh, good oh day. yeah, I'm five 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 six. And I'm like, Whoo. thank you, Jesus, and thank you, God. And so, bro, no joke. That would was, like, would that have bothered you? Okay, so all the because women that, have these ideologies too. Listen, so now let's so we, the, come, come all, over to all the, all the guys that I had dated were extremely tall, right? And then my uh, brother, he's like. He's past six feet, my dad, all of that. So when I did meet him and then coming back home, I did have to process, okay, because I That's think real. in our mind as women, it's like we want to be like picked up. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Women are like, I want him to like throw me. And I, and I remember coming home and I can telling him, I can't, he can't. He said, he can't. He said, he said, he said you remember when? You remember when? He said, he can't, he can't. <laughs> so then my sister, I came home and I was like, I was like, because she was like, how was your trip? And I'm like, it was great, but I'm just concerned about like, I'm concerned. can he like hold me? And stuff like that. This is real. And then my sister Nicole was like, no joke. Tasha, Let's... yes, he can. He's a man. Men have different strengths than women. Facts. So even for me, I had to let go yeah. of that mindset. And I'm going to be very honest, speaking to ladies right now. There are a lot of good Talk men. To him, there are a lot of good men that you are overlooking simply because of their height. Okay. Or their appearance. Or their appearance. Not saying you got to marry. Not man. saying yeah. that you have to marry somebody who. You're, no, he's fine. Yes. It's not saying you have to Jamal, marry. So let's be clear now. <laughs> I might be high shot. No, I love him. Um, but it's just knowing that 
like even if they are not your height preference, sure. it's understanding that you really want to be able to, you know, be attracted. What am I trying to say? Yeah. It's important that you are attracted to them, but don't allow the height to cause you to not interact with them. Right. Good. Or to get to know them. Right. And I think about just even in my own life and in my mind of how I had set limitations of what a man is supposed to be, how a man is supposed to act, you know, what a man is supposed to say. And he's even had to check me in moments to where I had taken on that identity of just like, well, I want just like, even as Christian women, we, you know, sometimes even want to be treated as women who are out in the world. Right. Um, and not being treated with you know, respect. Explain. I want you to break that so, down. So I think for, okay, I remember one time we were on vacation in Jamaica. You remember this? I'm waiting. <laughs> we were in I'm Jamaica. Over, I'm in my head like, okay. Is it Jamaica? Is it treat, treat we were like in Jamaica women? and I was telling him like, I guess, because my, my mom worked at this um, high school place and I was telling him that I had sent like my senior pictures with her and she showed all the guys there when I was in high school. And I remember them saying to I remember them telling my mom, wow, she's pretty, but she's wife material. Okay. It wasn't like she's fine. She's sexy. Yeah. Ooh, I want to be with her. And me, I grew up as a Christian girl, a good Christian girl. I saved myself. I saved uh, myself you until marriage yourself. and everything. You kept herself. <laughs> I kept myself. <laughs> so then when I got married, I was realizing that I was wanting my husband to like lust after me. And lust isn't bad. But the way that I had set it up in my mind was, you know, from this place of um, a lack of self-control. Yeah. Um, a lack of respect. Yeah. And I think, too, being married to a godly man is that, yes, they they are called to desire you, but to not disrespect you and see you as an object. And I think in marriage, I had to re you know, recalibrate and reset my thinking in regards to what does a healthy marriage look like to where I can feel safe in my sexuality, safe in my, my, uh, you know, my womanhood and, and my femininity, <laughs> but being safe in the context of not being seen as an object yeah. or something that is unworthy, you know, to be loved. So, and the same that, thing she's talking about, men do the same thing. hundred percent. So mm -hmm. I think she's definitely talking about the women that are out here that they say, hey, I want to save thug. You know, that's yeah. what I was about to that's, say. That's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. want to save thug. There's like, hey, I Talk want to man. you crazy. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. be like, oh, he checked me. He talked to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want somebody to kind of disrespect them in a way to let them know I ain't to be tested. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a turn on for a lot of women. They yeah. be like, I don't want no punk. I don't want nobody I can just run over. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But then how does he show that? How, yeah. how does he show his masculinity with dignity? Correct. Yes, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Masculinity yeah. Where, you know, the guys be like, hey, I want a woman that worships Jesus, but a freak in the bed. Right. Yeah. 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 Public and a freak behind closed yeah. doors. Yeah. So it's that it's that whole thing. At the end of the day, I do believe that 
balance. There is a there's a there's a beautiful evolution as you are learning one another and you learn what your spouse desires that you can begin to accommodate to some of those desires and some of those things. Now you can't, you don't need to change yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not what we're saying here at all, but we are saying that there are opportunities to where you can evolve and become like when she says, you know, Hey, I like the, the creative, the, the, the yeah. patterns and the clothes, yeah. or I like when you wear his yeah. beanies. Okay. How can I do that more for her? How can I be more of that for her without changing me? But I am adjusting and adapting so that I can be what my wife desires and what she likes and things like that. And so I think every marriage will do those in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so we are still learning how to do that, yeah. you know, because then, like I said, when I come back to the piece, this is a covenant. I'm yeah, in this forever. Least, yeah. I am in the long haul that from the, my vows are my vows, mm -hmm. you know. And so and that's something that I think we are losing in this generation. 100 yeah. percent. Is that whole piece there. I'm not saying I'm not talking about toxicity. I'm not talking yeah. about abuse. Y'all, I'm just talking about learning how to grow together. 100 yeah. percent. And that is not an easy feat. It yeah. is a lifelong challenge. Learning to grow together. Listen, this just dropped in every time y'all, everything Natasha was saying, I just kept hearing this quote, uh, this gem that God just kept saying in my mind. And I want to look at this camera and mm -hmm. say this. Don't overlook heart posture over your height preference. It's mm. good. Don't overlook heart posture over your height preference. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you have women be like, ain't no way I can talk yeah. to a guy shorter than me. And they'd be like, and now you single at 63 years old talking about, God, you ain't sent me to one. What about that guy that treated you with the most respect? Yes. He, you, you, you was like, oh, I have never felt more like a queen, but I just couldn't yes. overlook this. And be yes. like, look at what you chose. Yes. Your decision is showing every single day. And I, and I, I you know, I totally agree that you should be attracted to of the course, individual. Yes. You should be attracted to the woman. But you got to look at certain things and say, when you, is this, like you were talking about, yeah. uh, uh, your non-negotiable. Correct. If a physical attribute yeah. is your non-negotiable, then you got to start really looking at, do you really want the person that God brought into your life. Correct. Because at the end of the day, it's like you saying it's all physical because yeah. we all know we've seen it time and time mm -hmm. again. I've seen couples go through the most horrendous things and the person um, end up losing their legs. Yeah. And now you got yes, this guy right. that was really, really tall, really great or whatever. And now he has no legs. Correct. And then you like, now do you leave him? over your yeah. height preference or a woman that that she end up dealing with PCOS or endometriosis yeah. and start gaining a bunch of weight. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, nah, I, didn't, I didn't want yeah. you for this. You yeah. know, and it's like, but remember, through sickness and in health, that, that, that was a caveat in it. I didn't want her to be, no, I, I never thought sickness. I've seen too many people leave their spouses yeah. uh, while they're getting chemo treatments because mm -hmm. they couldn't deal with that part. They yeah. couldn't deal with the physical side of stuff. And what I love about it is when you find couples that are truly purpose partners, yeah. Physical is very, very minimum. It's like yeah. it's like saying that it's, it's, it's the way they make me feel. Yeah, yes, icing on the cake. Yeah. Because you're sitting up there saying, man, it's what we're able to do together. I see their heart. When you went and talked to the pastor on behalf of her, yeah, you said she's beautiful. That's what you, the first thing yeah. you said. But then you start saying she loves God. She this, she this, this. You start saying all that stuff that's, when you look back, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. When you look back on that rough spot that y'all overcame. Yeah. It had nothing to do with physical. No. It 0%. was all about no. those soft skills and those spiritual <laughs> Boy, skills that got y'all through it. it. I did not stay, stay in this marriage and <laughs> say, well, cute. you know what? She fine, though. <laughs> yeah. You be because like, how many more? How and many then, more, and yeah. here's what I tell her, too, right? Because every I, you, we are not going to sit on this couch and act like every spouse, I don't care how spiritual, how successful, yeah. <laughs> how amazing they are, have not 
second thought. 100%. Did I make the right decision? 100%. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, when we hit rock bottom and our therapist said, do y'all want to stay together? Mm-hmm. This is the moment. You've got to make a decision. Because I am not going to counsel a couple, yeah. you into a place of making a decision. You need to be decided. Mm-hmm. And now I'm helping you work through and, and, and solidify that decision. Yeah. But before I start with you, I'm not here to counsel you to decide you're going to mm-hmm. stay together. That's you good. need to already be decided That's and good. now I can help you to grow into that decision. Mm-hmm. And so she made us do that, right? And so when we were going through that process, you know, for me, it was the last thing on my list was yep. about the beauty or about yeah. the looks because I say this to her, I said, babe, listen, I know more than likely the issues we are running into right now with one another, I'm going to run into it with somebody else. 100%. Yeah. And he says that all the time. Yeah. I'm running to, so I, what's I, the I, point? Me and you, we already got a head start. I, I don't want to start over with somebody I, I else. I have more of the romantic mindset. <laughs> so for him, I'd be like, babe, don't you love me? He's like, yeah, I love you. And then it's just like, like, don't you feel it? And he's just like, babe, no, I married you because I love you and because God has a plan for our life and I want to make God proud. And these are not the language that you want to hear. You like, I want to hear the empathy. I want to hear, baby, I love you. I want to be with you. So I think too, it is that place to where I'm comm- it's, 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 yeah, it's helped good. me because for me, I, I'm, I'm more the emotional ones. So I'm like, we can't do it. This is too hard. Why did God put me in this situation? Babe, I can't just go on and be with somebody else and I remember telling my friend like one of my good friends I was telling her she's like girl she's like, I I'm gonna need you she was like girl I'm gonna need you to stop saying that Jamal gonna leave you okay I, I, I need you to stop saying that and I'm like and you know but the thing is is that and it's Oh, my, I'm being really real on here. I haven't shared any of this. Go ahead, man. Do your thing. Get but your freedom. I think it is the place because for me, in my mind, it's like, could I live in a house on a farm with somebody where it's just super simple like that? Yeah, I could. Yep. But I don't want to, right? Yes. Because of what we've been able to build, you know, together and knowing that, man, this is something that I didn't even know I had a long before. What we're experiencing now are prophetic words that I got before I even met him, yeah. right? Mm. Like I'm living in the prophetic promises that were spoken over my life before we even said I do. So it's just so important to be able to keep that in, you know, into perspective and having a spouse who was also sober enough to be able to understand why we are together. Sober enough. If you're married to somebody and they acting like you, they unsure about marriage. And, you know, you guys, you know, of course we'll get divorced. But in moments where I have felt weak, he's come in and he's been strong. And when he's been weak, I've been strong. But he has said that he's like, babe, we just gonna repeat it again with somebody else. And I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, Natasha. So I'm like, no, I put 10 years into this, right? (laughs) Ain't nobody going to get this. Right. And so the thing is, is, and that's the the thing that, you know, we talk. The doctor said, ring the alarm. I'll be dang if I see another chick on his arm. Right. Right. It is the the wake up call that at the end of the day, you are running into you. Exactly. Every time. And yes, I know there's exceptions to this rule. Right. But I would say. The common denominator in every relationship is you. It's you're running into yourself. Facts. And when you jump out too soon. 
you are yeah, aborting true. the process that God has you in, in Becoming. terms of what, what is the goal of marriage? Right. Yep. Make, it is to be, it is to be transformed you, into the likeness of Christ Jesus. Teach. It is to be able to become a picture of the marriage relationship Man. between the church and Jesus. It is this covenant, this connection, this commitment that he's made to the church to say, I'm going to be with you through it all. Yeah. No matter what they say about you, no matter how they talk about you, no matter what goes down, no matter how you mess up, how many times you mess up, I am with you through it all. Man. That's the commitment that Jesus made to us. Hallelujah. So that's what Paul said. It's a great mystery. Is how can this be? This 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 very imperfect relationship called yeah. marriage. These two people can be a picture of Christ in the church. Something really? so beautiful, so yeah. amazing, and that is the mystery that we don't understand. And mm. so for me to be a part of that and to give up or to give in or throw on the towel simply because I'm hitting a moment where I feel uncomfortable. And I don't feel served or I don't feel this. I don't feel that. Uh -uh. Let me set my feelings aside. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says, for I have been crucified with Christ. Teach. It is no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself up for me. And so, man, I just think that our generation has lost Who gave art. himself up Bro, for lost the me. art, man, of dying to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing right there is dying to self who gave himself up for me. And if we continue the mindset as married couples to say, I'm dying to myself and I'm giving up myself. A lot of times, like especially in today's society, we don't believe in giving up ourselves because yeah. it's like, no, nah, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. You marry me, deal with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And it's never a sense of the renewing of one's mind to die yeah. into your flesh daily to say, all right, what, what are you? What, who, who preaching that gospel? Yeah, man, because it, it's not, it's, it don't make sense. Mm -hmm. It don't feel good. It, it goes against uh, individual. Like when most people are getting married as individuals and they stay individuals, they yeah. don't know how to, yeah, you know, on. when you see couples that really work, they start looking like each other, yeah. acting like each other. You'd be like, Jamal, you remember you used to be acting like this. You used to always say you would never do X, Y, Z. Now Natasha came in your life. You sure act a little bit like her in this side and vice versa. And, and you're preaching, bro. At, Tell me at what? the end of the day, when you say I do at that marriage, that means that platform, that podium on that stage in front of your friends and family in front of the whole world, you are declaring and committing that you are not one, that we are going to become one. Facts. And becoming one is something mm -hmm. you will be committing to for the rest of, the rest your, of life. your life. Yes. And I'm sorry. I don't know any process in history that becoming one happens overnight. <laughs> so not. I don't know anything easy. where becoming mm -hmm. one happens easily without something having to morph, change, yeah, morph. rub together, Jesus. get uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, this is right. You know, like, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. That is not a normal, natural process. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it is extremely Jesus. challenging. And so. Mm. And, and when you parallel that to the walk of Christ of what? what he had to do for us to come into oneness with him. Yeah. It wasn't no easy process. It mm. wasn't. He didn't. You know, when you look at the. He was like, why do he have to take the stripes on his back? Why? Why? Why, why yeah. do you have to be so hard? Why, why? do you have to yeah. walk 40 miles? Why? Why do you, why you, have to why you do yeah. all of that for of oneness? It. And when the Bible, we became grafted in Christ grafted, by the process bro. that Preach he went through. And so when we look at marriage, grafted we don't in. ever look at marriage like a grafting yeah. process. Woo! We don't ever look at marriage Jesus. as a sacrificial process mm -hmm. that both parties come together in order to inherit oneness. But the beautiful thing about mm -hmm. it is that the fruit of that oneness 
When I tell you it's undeniable. Like, that's, that's, that's why when you see how y'all are operating in tandem it with each other, easy. the reality is it's because of that tethering Jesus, to each good. other's hearts that's producing good. what y'all have been able to produce. Jesus. Because Jamal, you couldn't have done it without Natasha. 100%. And Natasha, yeah. you couldn't yeah. have done it without Jamal. Yeah. And so God and all his omniscience mm -hmm. brought y'all together for such a time as this to not mm -hmm. only be impactful for each other, but Thank the you, fruit Lord. of y'all's marriage have impacted Thank thousands Jesus. of singles all across Thank the world. You. And I just want to even just encourage married couples right now, right? That may be listening to this that and you may feel and they're in yeah. the thick of it. I believe that if you would take the time to honor each other, to yes. acknowledge each other and say, thank you. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for coming home every night. Thank you for loving our children. Thank you for loving me when I wasn't at my best. And being able to humble yourselves before one another so that you can reset to be able to see each other through a good, different man. lens and perspective because that's what the enemy is after. He's after our perspective. He's after um, our thoughts. He's after how we how we view our spouses. Like there's so much temptation in the world right now in comparison, even from, I have to protect my heart yeah. of like looking on social media and you see all of these couples. Ooh. And I'm gonna be honest, you see even couples that, you know, separate and then they marry even better than what they married before. Yep, yep. And it's giving people just this mindset of like, man, it's like this delusion. There is. Of, there hey, is. I can do this and everything's going to be OK. And I'm not saying that divorce is is bad because it definitely if it's something where it's abusive, it's toxic, it's unhealthy. Definitely get out. But I do believe I want to speak to couples that there isn't any abuse. There isn't any um, you know, behavior that's outlandish that would cause y'all to separate. Be committed to loving one another again and trying again. Um, and and, I, and yeah. I think just like to get practical with that, it does require more than just one another. Yeah, you need it. Does I, 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 there's no way I can be the man I am by myself. Right. It requires a team. It requires healthy friendships. It requires healthy leadership. It requires a healthy uh, therapist. A, because a you said something that was, what, which was really cool that Natasha's friend said to her. Mm -hmm. she, your yeah. friend told you, listen. <laughs> girl, you think, F out of me, girl. And, and <laughs> there, there are moments, no joke. Because she got a different type of friend. One hundred girl, girl listen. Just, I'm yeah. tired of hearing She that. knows who my friends are to the yeah, degree that when I want to go spend time with them, she go. Because yeah. she Cause knows healthy. when I spew out my stuff to them, they going to pull me right back into reality. And that's yeah. beautiful. She trusts that they will get me back into shape. Right. So go spend time with your yeah. friends. Yeah, go on, go <laughs> and away I've never a had a friend trip. either that has ever, ever, that's important, was, man. never was like, girl, leave him, girl, he don't love you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's always been like, hey, Natasha, pray for him. You know, what can you do? How can you guys get some help in here? So it's all your friends, your friends. That's giving you that yes, advice? Yes, the majority of my friends, yeah. And yeah. then I had one single friend she recently got married about two years ago who would still, because she was a believer, yeah. she, she honored marriage. She was also living I, I a holy think, life. I'm not going to discredit it. I think just because a single person has not right. had the quote unquote yeah. marriage experience. But they, yeah. I, I, don't, I, mean, I, I think just want they, them to be the, the, you know, the champions for it because yes. sometimes you can have people in your life that be like, girl, let me tell you something. And they try to glamorize the single streets, sure. yeah. making you feel like you missing out because right. I got the autonomy to come and go yeah, as I yeah. please. So girl, right. let me tell you something. Girl, if you go and divorce them, we can go do this. We can do that. Yeah, and start yeah. 
trying to create it, it this toxic mentality. Yeah, you yeah. see it all the time. And then, but it's good that y'all have healthy friendships that mm-hmm. make your marriage the main thing, yeah. and not siding with Natasha and her moments mm-hmm. of grief or uh, uh, being upset, or mm-hmm. not siding with Jamal when yeah. he's feeling whatever he's feeling. But they're champion marriage and said no that, that, that's your woman you yeah. know do this overcome yourself and your friends really know you right yeah. and they they can tell you jamal you know you always been like that man yeah. since we were kids you man you've oh, been bro. stubborn all your yeah. life bro go you, ahead and you, go you, do you, this you, you know your woman love you you gotta right. have some folks like i say at the end of the day yes she's my best friend but she's not my only friend facts mm-hmm. and i know a lot of couples that will fall into that trap of my spouse is my only friend i don't yeah. need no one else mm-hmm. or they'll fall into the trap of their spouse not allowing them to have friends mm-hmm. please let your spouse have friends <laughs> yes. yes because listen you can't meet all of her needs Mm -mm. you can't meet all of his needs and if you do try to become that person for them you are going to fail miserably because you are now trying to be Jesus and you cannot be Jesus for your spouse and I know a lot of couples that try to be Jesus or they expect their spouse to be Jesus you can do you gonna love me all the time uh, love me unconditionally you gonna support me unconditionally you gonna no the only person that can do that is Jesus. Facts. There are going to be moments where I'm going to want to walk out that door. There are going to yep. be moments yep. Jesus, he's going to be right here with you. Jesus will never walk out that door. <laughs> he will never leave you to <laughs> forsake no, you. No, he will never but leave me? you. But me? But <laughs> me? Natasha done left a few times. You hear me? Jesus. Natasha done birth off. <laughs> Natasha? No, nah, don't put your hand no, on your face man. now. Natasha done left my boy Jamal. He, he's putting everything there. Uh, uh, y- <laughs> your boy is not perfect, okay? I'm here to say on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, I'm glad it all out right but we've had some moments and I would say I was a runner right it was just like because I think for me I have this romantic view like I married a man of God I saved myself from marriage we shouldn't have any type of conflict so when we hit that moment of of desert that moment of pain it literally messed with my whole theology my whole thinking around God and his goodness and his love for me because I'm like hey I earned this like I did everything right God so here's my prize but God's like no you have the prize but you still have to walk through this process of holiness this process of um, you know breaking this process of becoming the woman that I called you and the word that the Lord has been giving us of what we feel like the Lord is moving us into today is maturing the saints yeah that yeah. is something right now that we feel heavily burdened by. I'm with you on that one. Maturing the saints. Amen. Because we need There's yeah. a difference between growth and maturity. Teach yeah. them all. Come okay. on. Break and so that idea, because growth can happen across anything, mm-hmm. right? In terms of external size. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. But maturity is a whole different level of growth because sometimes something can be growth externally, but it not be mature hidden yep. right and at the bottom it's yep. roots going down deeper that's what we call maturity right right maturity is how long can you last because something that is growing strong can easily swivel up and blow up and that's what we call some things called cancer yep. right you don't want cancer in your body that thing can grow quickly it can yep. grow fast but that is not something you want staying in your body for a long time you Teach. want it to get out maturity is something that has the ability to land last a test of time that it can go through hard seasons go through hard times but the Bible talks about right when you become a person who is tossed to and fro that is something that is a sign of a lack of maturity yep. where you jump from church to church jump from leader to leader jump from relationship to relationship you don't have it i always tell our singles i say hey listen if you really want to know a person find the thing that they have been committed to the longest in their life mm-hmm. jamal you better teach mm-hmm. look at the patterns of their 
commitment and their consistency Teach. in something. How, how long has their friends been in their life? Ask them. Do you have, has it been a year, two years, three years? Do you have friends you've been with 10 years? Because there you can begin to see the pattern that this person has the ability to make long-term commitments. And that is a sign of a healthy person who could be good in marriage. Teach. And so this is something that is a sign of maturity. And I think that's something that the body of Christ right now, bro, we need mature believers, not just talented, yeah. not just gifted, and not even anointed. Because you got people who are anointed that ain't even mature, right? People who can get on a stage and preach a sermon and have the house falling Jesus. down, have everybody fall out in the spirit, and they are in anointed, the and God is 100% using them. But then behind closed doors, don't have no character, don't have no integrity. And, and Sorry, that's I'm, what God... <laughs> no, Boy, but that thing too, man. Let me tell you something. It's the generation, right? It's it's Because it is our generation to where we have marriages that are ending like prematurely. We have just people not even desiring marriage anymore. And yep. it's thinking about what about the generation that is behind us? We literally are now their models. Whatever they see us do, Come they're on, going to you know, do it like 10 times, you know, worse. Right. So it's like, man, we're staying married, not just because it's a fun idea, but we're staying married because we want our daughters to see a healthy marriage that was able to continue to grow and thrive, even in the midst of challenges that they were able to see us support one another, love our family well, so that they can now break in. Yes. And I'm like, our generation, we have to start. We now, and I'm telling him, and we believe that we now are the mothers and the fathers. Yeah. We now we are old. the mothers and the fathers I'm young, but I to feel like Gen old, Z yeah. and Alpha. We are. You know, that's coming. So if we don't get it together, they're not even going to have a chance. Yeah. So it's even thinking beyond what you're feeling and what you want and thinking about legacy because God thinks about legacy. He brought Jesus here on earth for legacy. He's a generation. He is a generational God. Yeah. And this is the part where. For us, it does become more about purpose, yes, right, than the present. Exactly, yeah. In terms of there are things that we are breaking in the spirit, that we are accomplishing in the spirit that we can't see, that we just gotta hold on. Yeah, amen. And not fight alone, but fight together. Put set aside our pride and let's stay in the ring together. Amen. Let me ask you this. Cause y'all talk about how y'all like y'all's journey and you hear a lot about the financial standpoint about couples nowadays or People talk about, you know, who's paying for the meal, you know, and, you know, is it 50-50 and all that stuff. When y'all started off, what was the financial dynamics? He he fronted everything. I mean, he was he was a gentleman. I think, you know, even for me with my dating past and everything, I always had men who were willing to, you know, purchase the meal. Um, I never felt like it was something that I had to do. I could do it, but I didn't feel pressure to do it. And that was like early 2000s, right? So I think that time definitely has changed because women have definitely progressed. Yep. And men are also in different mindsets as well to where, you know, the economy, they're like, hey, I'm trying to save money. <laughs> she needs to be working. She needs to split the bill. But I believe that chivalry is not dead. Right. And I do believe that women at the core, you know, within them is that they do desire to be led. They do desire to be treated well and respected. And I think when you love a woman well, you know, they're not going to have an issue spoiling you. Yeah. They're not going to have an issue wanting to do those things. But I would say definitely in our marriage. Well, yeah, it's definitely said, much more. It has been more of a traditional mm-hmm. um, right. marriage in terms of I just whenever we got married, it turned mm-hmm. up a whole dial in me that I need to be successful. Mm-hmm. I need to make money. 
because I want to be able to take care of my family and be able to lead my family well. Mm-hmm. And that was just a my. It's just it just yeah. for me. I did a post on Instagram talking about you know I didn't marry for love. I married for money. <laughs> and people got it twisted because what it is is that I think most with most of our generation it is only love that you're after. But if you really I think, think about too. it, yeah, I mean, I, it's a it's a catch on phrase, yeah. right? Because the idea here is I'm not in this just to have a, a love partner, right? But I'm Let's in this money, that we yeah. can be able to build a successful life together. Right. And what I'm saying is, is that I have made a lot more money being married more than likely than I would have made being a single man. Yeah. Because she forced me to step into my rightful place as a leader Good. and as an authoritative figure to think bigger, to dream bigger, to go beyond taking care of me and asking myself, how do I take care of a woman and multiple kids to where we are not having to worry, we're not having to strive, we're not having to wrestle or figure out where the bill's going to come from, how this bill's going to pay. We got more than enough because I'm, I'm preaching, man. Dang. But yeah. what I'm, what, for me, when I look at the Genesis, when I look at the book, I mean, book of Exodus, and I see the children of Israel and God saying that there's a land flowing with milk, milk and, and honey, honey, that key word flowing means that there is more than enough. Yeah. And I believe that for every child of God, he desires for them to have more than enough. Were y'all struggling starting out? Oh, heck yeah. We were yeah. on food stamps. Whenever we first started our business, mm-hmm. you know, we were in ministry. I was probably making maybe $1,000 a month. Yeah. I was probably making another 1000 from a non-for-profit I was working at. But you were how we were old struggling. at that time? 23? My, yeah, 20. Yeah, 24, I, was, I got married. I was 27. So, man, money, I was good. Like, I truly so said. So, you're, you're three years old now? Yes. Yep. Oh, was that a thing, too? Not it really, never because he it. was so mature. Yeah, I we had never dated guys it. that were older, and they didn't know what they wanted. They <laughs> yeah. were, but he was very much very clear, and that's what attracted me to him. Was yeah. His, yeah, yeah. So I mean, for us, it was very much you know in the beginning, I was good mm-hmm. with making forty thousand dollars for the rest of my life. Yeah, and we would just learn how to budget and live a very below our means. And life. I and we both and I didn't grow up with money, so for me, it was like thinking about living how we're living now and being able to get things without like worrying about where it's going to come from. Like right now, life is great, right? Yeah. Because it's just like depending on what you you know grew up with. So I think you know, like even in our marriage, even when we were on food stamps, it was very humbling. You know, from the place of like, okay, wow. We can't pay for our insurance because during that time we also had our first child. And so both our kids were born yeah, on state on aid. State aid, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so both were born on state aid. But I had the mindset that yes. this will not last long. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the mindset that I'm not relying on this. I'm leveraging mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And there's a difference: mm-hmm. dependency and leverage. Yeah. Let me leverage this government assistance. Let me that's leverage good. this wick. Let me leverage this free that's milk good, and free that's, cheese. That's, that's Let me leverage Boy. this Thank season. Right. I'm not going to go out here. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna gonna sit here and do the steak and potatoes and be like, girl, I got all this, girl. Look at my food stamp card. Let me trade it. Like we did. We. I remember the first time that we had to go get our food. Natasha was like, one that he wouldn't even go in. I was like, I know it because it's embarrassing for me. It's embarrassing. Oh yeah. But when we got to the grocery store, we was buying our groceries, and she was like, babe. We don't look like we on food stamps. I said, girl, we may not look like we on food stamps, but we is on food stamps. Our bank account says we on food stamps. And when we stamps. go and ring that bug up, we swipe that You better swipe it with a smile, right? I was getting crab legs. I was like, <laughs> But I knew that season was going to last long because I said, I'm going to leverage this season yes. to get us back where we need to be. Yeah. That's How so long were y'all good. on it? We were on food stamps about a year and a half. Yeah. Because yep. we had our, our two daughters a year and 10 days apart. So right after our second daughter is literally, because we had her in 2016. And then 2017 is when 
uh, yeah, that's when things really we started yeah. building online, mm-hmm. and that's when I shifted my focus from ministry into full time like online business. And from there, man, once my focus got set, and I said we're going to figure this thing out, that's when it, it really became game over. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Jamal um, while we we're doing the pre interview, and I was excited when he started telling me about how you know he's basically pushing you out into the forefront yeah, he's like yeah. he's like listen i've been the face of this stuff that you know mm-hmm. these these challenges these mm-hmm. courses these programs all this type of stuff but natasha has this powerful gift mm-hmm. and now it's time for me to just go and be the wind beneath her wings and push mm-hmm. her forward and he began to tell me about this exciting uh yeah. challenge that you're about to release uh what is this challenge and and, and share with my audience about this yeah Yes, yes. So we recently launched a brand new brand called 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 to Women, and we are doing a five day masterclass. And what we're doing is we're gathering um, just amazing coaches who are part of our Call Women community. They're master coaches, and we're going to walk thousands of women through a process of answering their call healing their souls for their call and truly equipping them to recognize that God has placed a unique uh, gifting and assignment in their life. And we, and I really feel called along with our team to really equip women with the practical tips and tools to help them uh, practically walk this out. My heart has always been to create a safe community for women to simply be. I believe that a lot of women, uh, they, they feel intimidated by other women or their ministries because because it doesn't look like their ministry, or maybe it's not as big as what the other woman is doing. So we really want to be able to create a space for women to uh, discover and get excited about what God's placed in them and then help launch them out. So good. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, it was interesting because uh, this is so timely because I have a friend who's uh, this very brilliant attorney. Mm-hmm. And last week she had reached out to me and then she was talking about uh, being she feels like God has been calling her to yeah, women yeah. and uh, she feels like she has a voice and she was like, Hey, can you help me from a video standpoint? Or like, mm-hmm. what, what, what can I do? Do I need to start my YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. And you know, how do I navigate that space? So in this program, are y'all going to be unpacking and, and empowering, giving women the tools on how to execute this on a high level, basically? Yeah. So what's really cool about our program is that we're going to help equipment equip women to answer the call, but also we're attaching the business part of it as well. And that's really important for us is because I believe a lot of people can get stuck with getting all the information. They're getting getting inspired with no tools and they're not knowing how to actually have a successful business. So this was something that was really important to us. My husband really spoke into the business piece and he has been a successful businessman. So he brings in along with our other business coach, Tiffany, she's going to help these women. Even if you've never been on social media, maybe you've never even started a podcast, you're nervous about it. We're going to help you practically walk that out. Yeah. It's incredible, man. I think this is the time for the woman to arise. Amen. I really do believe, which is why I spoke and I said, babe, this is your moment. Yeah. I do believe that there's something unique that God is doing in women right now to help them to find their voice so that they can be able to help other women. Because I just believe that women have so much Mm -hmm. power and influence and honestly over men too. Like if women get in 
their they place. Understand that. You they know, know how to, well, to get a man yeah, to do what they got they the power. To do. They, yeah. You know, yeah. and so it's the Christian women that I do believe have a hard time, yeah. you know, understanding the power that God has given them, you know, to continue to lead and take forth and have men that believe in them. And we are pushing, you know, I'm pushing her and all the other ladies that are part of this brand, pushing them into this. And so it's super exciting. Let me ask you, what did you see in her uh, been married for, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. What did you see in her been married for 10 years? For you to be able to see that she has been called and gifted to do this. Yeah. So what I saw in her is I've seen the 10 years of the struggle that she's has gone that she's gone through to accept how powerful and amazing and unique and gifted that she is in the comparison of other women who are uniquely gifted in different ways, because you got women that are on social media that are super strong, that are very confident, very courageous. And they do have a sense where it's like nothing will stop them. Right. Right. And my wife does not come off in her initial way with this like crazy, oh, yeah. I'm about to take over the world, like yeah. the, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, babe, there is a type of woman just like her, just like you mm-hmm. that are scared to step out and step out in front and get on the camera. And they're scared and they're nervous and they're concerned. Or there's also a woman that feels like it's too late. Mm-hmm. That she waited that part. And long, and, that part. and she's now her kids are older, or their kids are this age, and she should have started in this age, or started this yeah. age, and she should have went to school and did this, or should do that, and she's disqualifying herself because mm-hmm. of the season of life she's in now. And I said, babe, this is your moment to really give those women hope that it's still possible. Let me ask you, Natasha, what do you? What have you seen in yourself throughout mm-hmm. the years? Being yeah. a mother, being a wife, mm-hmm. uh, being a businesswoman. What have you seen in yourself that equips you to do what you're about to launch? I've seen that I've been afraid to bet on myself. And when you get married and you come under, you know, you marry a man of God, you're wanting to do it right. You're wanting to honor them. You're wanting to do all those things, right? Like, I had confused that with God saying like, okay, your time is up, right? It's like, hey, now it's time to be full-time wife, full-time mother. And what you did before you met your husband, that was a great season. And I struggled with being able to marry what I did before I met him into my present. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, I was like, I miss that girl. Is that girl still there? And that that girl is now a woman and she's still there. But how do I bring life back into her? How do I show up for her again? And I had to even look back and remember, you know what, God, what did you promise me? What did you tell me? And I remember I had received prophetic words about me speaking on stages and having thousands of women all around. I remember always saying that, God, I want to use my platform and my influence to platform other women. And that's what I'm doing is I'm realizing that, God, okay, this isn't about me. The dreams that you placed inside of me as a young girl, now is the time for that to happen. And it's not too late. I easily could have just been like, I'm going to be the good wife. I'm just going to hide. I'm going to live the life. Go, you know, do the shopping, decorate the house. But there's, I even had to acknowledge the fact and the truth that I did have ambition and I do want to do more. And um, so, yeah, I just felt like, you know, like, that you was married the, the right one. You married the right, right one. <laughs> but it took time, right? Because yeah. it wasn't immediately yeah, it wasn't. where I was like, you know, year two, let's go change the world. But now it's like, you know what? Now I'm ready. Now yeah. I'm ready because our marriage is healthy. I feel more confident. 
Our kids are in a better place. And um, yeah. Lit fam, y'all heard it. Y'all been hitting me up saying that y'all want to know about a program like this. Like I said, I have a good friend that just reached out to me last week <laughs> out of Florida saying that, hey, Latarius, how can I do this? Well, Here's your answer. Here's your solution. God heard you. So there it is, because I, I don't know nothing about all that. That's, that's what y'all do. But there's going to be a link in the description for you to sign up for the free five-day masterclass. Yeah. Listen, it's going to change your life mm -hmm. like T.O.U. did for me. Yeah. So make sure that y'all hit that link in the description to sign up. Listen, um, Millers, y'all y'all opened up. But people, people, yeah, people saw a sign of y'all. Thanks, Thanks bro. <laughs> no, we just want to honor you, man. Yeah. Most people don't know that we go back so far yeah right yeah. and so us being it's able to really come cool. in this moment and it's been a full circle of being able to see how you got inspired by our story our yeah. journey even though at the time you were already a big visionary you were thinking yeah. big yeah. but you came in our world and was able to even be added confirmed how you were visionary and yeah. now to see the fruit of it that's, You've yeah. been consistent, bro. You are changing you so are. many lives. Yeah. And I can't wait. I know the audience can't wait to see who God brings you. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. I either. know they be trying to put you with everybody. <laughs> everybody, like, everybody. Every time a woman sit down, that's your wife right that's there. That's your wife. I'll be looking at the comments. I'll be like, there you go. I got about you 20 wives. So, bro, out here. we are praying and we are standing with you, man. And we're just so great. We're so grateful for the relationship and, bro, yeah. excited for the future. I just want to thank y'all for inspiring me. Like I said, I love talking to couples because it gives me reference of that which I desire. And so I look and I'll be like, oh, you can have a Christian couple and actually love each other and yeah. have fun and, <laughs> and, and and still smile and laugh. Because I, I literally I look at Christian couples with a very judgmental eye mm -hmm. because I go like, are y'all together just because just y'all yeah, just. Good. We wait until the kids get well, as soon as they graduate. We leaving each other. Yeah. Or do y'all love each other? Y'all do y'all oh. laugh? Do y'all enjoy each other? Yeah. And not saying every day you gotta right. be you gotta be rainbows and butterflies, right. but you, you still laugh. gotta like the yeah. person. You know sure. what I'm saying? And I can see that. I come from the world of theater, and so mm. uh, as a director, I would teach people inner monologues, and I always ask people, "What's your inner monologue?" I'm seeing you give this action, but what are you thinking in your mind? Yes, and so I can see through people when they're talking. I'd be like, yeah. "They don't even like each other. They don't like each other." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can see little nuances that they do. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's a solid couple right there. Yeah. Like even the joke we're going to say at the, at the beginning <laughs> when y'all sat down, you said, hold on, let me sit closer to them for people people to think we don't like each other. I said, I said, no, nah, when I look at y'all, y'all been married for a long time. So mm -hmm. it's married they ain't going to be sitting there holding each other's no. hand the whole time. It's like, no, y'all settle yeah. and secure. Yes, that's sir. good. So that's the difference is that y'all are so settled in your marriage that you're secure that I don't have to do all this little yeah. stuff to Come make, on. to convince her that I love. Yeah. her and convince him that I'm not going anywhere that we're settled and secure so listen Millers I really enjoyed talking to y'all thank, thank y'all for being all that y'all are to the body of Christ y'all give it up to my homies the Millers y'all Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015 my nephew black a boy the likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship slim to none Armani 16 years old black a boy with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it. Slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too 
many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTeris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Man, it's been a long time coming that I got a chance to talk to the Millers. I've been wanting to talk to them um, pretty much at the, the inception of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. So it brings my heart great joy that I was able to chop it up with them and for them to open up in ways I've never seen them open up and share before. So shout out to the Millers for that. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, I envision us as a team united in our commitment to supporting each other's dreams, passions, and aspirations. As your purpose partner, 
I promise to stand by your side through every triumph and challenge to lift you up when you're feeling down and to celebrate your victories as if they were my own. Because actually, they would be mine because we would become one. But more than just being there for each other, I'm excited about the prospect of co-creating a life filled with purpose and meaning. I believe that God has unique plans and callings for each of us. And I can't wait to discover how our individual gifts and talents can be used to make a positive impact on the world around us. Together, we will be a force to reckon with, a dynamic duo that not only loves each other deeply, but also empowers and uplifts one another to live out our God-given purpose to the fullest. I can't wait to become your purpose partner, your confidant, and your biggest cheerleader as we embark on this beautiful adventure called life together. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.